one of these days I'm gonna hit the leave meeting when I get the option to and it says you're recording. And then you'll never come back. Dude, that will be the, literally the last you will ever hear of me. Well, I made it, we've made it through a wedding and you haven't left yet. So <laughs> I'm thinking it's safe to say we're back, right? <laughs> I'm, th I'm thinking we're back. Yeah. We're so back. Yep. It's, uh, it's been a while since we've recorded anything, but that doesn't mean I haven't been working. And I did let the main show listeners down a little bit. I didn't actually make anything for the timeline while you were gone. Because I was so busy getting to your wedding, doing the wedding, driving home, and then I had, like, friends in town, and then I was all over the place, and then work got absolutely crazy. But I managed to write the next episode, and it might be one of our longest. So the listeners can be ready for that didn't you have like a four hour episode back at the 500 bg before george time yeah timeline <laughs> joseph goebbels got a four hour episode <laughs> that's right yeah that was a fun one i will never do it again but yeah this next topic is near and dear to my heart and it's going to be hard for me to uh stay focused but that's the flavor of the show we're kind of used to that now they certainly should be. Well, maybe you should get the listeners up to speed on where you are spiritually. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> spiritually, I now have a desk that has an electronic lift in it, so I can make it go like six feet in the air. I wonder if I do that when I'm talking, if I'll just slowly get quieter and quieter as the mic ascends to the heavens. <laughs> It'll just, the listeners will just feel like Jesus going up to heaven and the disciples <laughs> below are like, my lord <laughs> that'll be you so you've got a new now desk just, you've got yeah, now i just i need a chair that also lifts me six feet in the air because that way <laughs> i can do my podcasting from six inches below the ceiling as god intended george i think it's a i think the table or the desk lifts up so you can have a standing desk no it lifts <laughs> up so that i can have a taller chair Oh, also, you, did, wow. you never commented on that work of art I sent you earlier. What, the the, the podcasting self-portrait? Yeah, the picture of the trash bag on my chair, and it said, <laughs> self-portrait of a podcaster at work. <laughs> I didn't even notice the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking a, at the desk. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a garbage bag at the chair with the standing desk, and it was self-portrait of the podcaster at work. <laughs> it's just a literal garbage bag behind the microphone. <laughs> Yes. Dude, I can't we, believe you didn't notice it. We have got to get you some cable management. Holy shit. You got you're gonna get snared on that thing. It doesn't look as bad when the desk is at a normal height, but yeah, with the the cage ascends and I lift the desk up and all the cables are hanging, it does look pretty bad. I will acknowledge that. For what it's worth, I did have a desk chair growing up that did raised to like an unbelievable height and i never understood what it was for and back then standing desks weren't like the meme that they are now so i'm sure you can find a tall enough chair out there somewhere it's great i've got a power strip that has brackets to bolt onto a surface and i have it bolted onto a different desk next to this desk and so all the cables go from this desk over to the another desk that does not raise up. Sir, there's been another desk. <laughs> Sir, there's a second desk at the podcast and studio. 
Oh my God. Well, you know, you were saying you had to wait for your blood sugar to get normal so you wouldn't be loopy, but I feel like we are pretty loopy right now. Um, business updates. Yes. Should we, should we let people know where we've been and how your wedding went and all that stuff? Cause I'm sure, especially our patrons and people who support the show are interested to hear how all that went. I know Sith wants the details. He does. All right, go for it. Well, I mean, it's your wedding. Do you want to make the first comment or do you just want me to go for it? I mean, honestly, that whole week is kind of a blur. Like, uh -huh. it was just one thing after another. And I met like 500 people. I don't remember any of them. Um, the night before the wedding, I realized I'd forgotten the pocket squares at my parents' house. So actually, the night before the wedding, I drove two hours home and two hours back to my parents to get the pocket squares. Just one of many thousands of things you had to do to survive. And then when I got back, I was staying in a friend's hotel room because um, she was staying at the same hotel as most of the wedding-related people. And so I was hanging out with him, and he had a couch, and I was like, hey, do you want to just stay here? And it was already like 2 a.m., and I was like, sure, that sounds good. However, this friend is a personal injury lawyer, and so then he starts just getting back to work 2.30 a.m. and watching these rainy security cam footage videos that like in the back quarter will show a car crash and he's trying to figure out who's at fault and he keeps like bringing his laptop over to me as i'm just on the couch trying to sleep you know it's six hours to my wedding um and he keeps bringing the computer over to me and be like who do you think's at fault on this one because if you look the suv did put its turn signal on but it went over that line there and i'm like man it's 5 a.m. My wedding is literally today. It's like, <laughs> I need to sleep. Please, for the love of God, let me sleep. This was the guy that was sitting at my table, right? Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I would have. I should have known. I should have known. So anyway, I finally got to bed at about 6 a.m. The morning of my wedding. <laughs> And then you were out the door just a few hours later. I couldn't tell. You seem well-rested. Well, fortunately, I didn't have to be there because I didn't have uh, that early because, you know, I didn't have to have my makeup and hair done. So mm -hmm. I uh, I was able to sleep in, I think, till nine. So I got a solid three hours. Well, whatever the case, you managed to sit, stand, and kneel your way through that two-and-a-half-hour experience that was most impressive. Of course, it's the first Catholic wedding I've ever been to, and I found it very interesting. But I won't go into too much detail. Through the, uh, thank God, the part that I had to do something for is at the very beginning. I have to, you know, do the whole vows and rings and all that, and then after that, it's just all a, it's just all a haze. So I kind of want to hear the whole, the whole event described from your perspective. Well, from a coming from a person who was raised protestant i told you beforehand i was very much thinking about protesting the wedding and then you said they would never find the body so, <laughs> <laughs> so i had to hold back my protestant urges but no it was i mean it was gorgeous and you know i the man up front speaking the special words you know i had to follow along in my little book but uh you know, um, it was it was beautiful. I think it's some of the best photography I've ever seen for a wedding. Um, you know, it was cool to go through the entire uh, mass and uh, 
you know, follow along and sit, stand and kneel like everybody does. And, you know, it was, uh, I almost, dude, like I saw you, I saw you looking down the aisle when she started walking down and there was a tear and I was like, he's going to have to use that pocket square. But of course, you know, because it's a little bit like yawning, you started tearing up and I started tearing up and I was like, I'm going to lose it and start bawling in front of everybody here. <laughs> but thankfully I had the manly restraint to withhold my tears. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't know why, but when you see something like that happening, it gives you such immense divine joy. It just makes you want to cry. Very few things did, like that in my life. Did you did you save the pocket square as a souvenir? I did save the pocket square and the bow tie. Excellent. Yes, Excellent. Everything has been preserved. I even saved the little mass book. A little, uh, you know, translation or whatever. Excellent. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, think, I don't think I don't think I even saved one of those. What? <laughs> It was, I was like, busy. I, I there was, was a lot going on, okay? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you did great, all things considered. I mean, and then the reception was just beautiful. Um, the cocktails oh, The, re the reception excellent. was hopping. The oh, reception yeah. was hopping. The food was good. The dance floor wasn't crazy. Nobody got too drunk, even though there was plenty of booze to go around. People really enjoyed the smoking area, which was specifically for pipes and cigars. Um. And it was just, man, it was just so, it was so, so good. But I, I, we'll come back to, we can come back and talk about the wedding, but I have to throw in one detail before I, before I forget it. So I rented a car to drive out there because I don't like planes, which, you know, sounds absurd, but I also like road trips. So I was like, let's drive out there. I'll rent a car. And uh, it cost an arm and a leg, but it's fine because, you know, whatever. I, I have a normal job that makes me money. But my car is in such trash condition, I didn't think it could make it. Plus, the air conditioning doesn't work, and it's summer. It almost didn't make it back last time you drove out here. Exactly. It died like two hours from my house or my apartment. Well, can I can I insert an aside there? Yes. My parents recently drove out to visit one of my siblings. That's a, it was a long way. They drove about between a third and a half way across the country. And they drove back and they made it all the way to the road our house is on and hit a deer. That's horrifying. Yep. Uh, that's something my grandma would always say when we finished a road trip. She'd be pulling into the parking lot and she'd say, wouldn't it be awful if we got in a crash right now? <laughs> Dead serious. Like, well, it wasn't funny. Just like, wouldn't it be awful if we, I'm like, it feels like it's going to happen if you keep saying it, Grandma. But anyway, so I rented a car. I, of course, got the economy class, which was going to be some Japanese shoebox on wheels. Uh, not barely I know, enough. I didn't know they were, I didn't know they were renting my car out. Uh, well, I would have taken <laughs> your car if that's what they were offering, but we're talking like smart car, small, like it wasn't big at all. Um, so I got to the rental place. It's the first time I've ever rented a car for anything besides work. And uh, they're like, yeah, we got to make some calls. Your car's not actually here. I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to be on the road. And what's crazy is when we were pulling in the, the parking lot, I had this thought of like, I bet they don't have it. I bet something went wrong. And I just said out loud to my girlfriend, I said, I hope it's red. So I get inside and they're like, we're going to have to upgrade you, upgrade you because your car isn't going to be here. So they gave me a bright red Challenger, which is 
like the nicest car I've ever driven. And that's, it's not, I know it's not even that nice, but holy shit. And it was bright red. After I said, I hope it's red, I get a better car that's bright. The whole wedding, the whole event was just draped with divine happenings, I have to say. Oh, you know, dear listeners, I wish you could have seen Aaron pulling up to my parents' house in his loud-ass red car with his sunglasses on, and he was he was living it. <laughs> it was the first time I felt cool since college. <laughs> I, I felt I did not feel like a podcaster that day. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so everything was great, man. Like I there was a there was a reverberating, I told you about this, a reverberating spiritual effect for me for like 2 weeks. Like I was coming down from a high because of it. I know you said that other people reported something similar, but I don't want to step on you with that. Yeah, it was it it was just a it was a tremendous weekend. It was a yeah. tremendous weekend. And now we're coming off of it. I mean, we're we're trying to get back to business and everything, but you know, things have obviously changed. There's another person on the scene who has also teamed up with George for some reason. <laughs> uh, I, okay. So on honest question. I, no, that's not. I can't even make that a funny joke. I was gonna say, which would you pick, the podcast or your wife? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't know there was like a a loyalty test here. Jeez, of course not. Well, we know what James picked, and that's you know. <laughs> After I answer, Aaron then removes the voice changer and reveals that he is in fact my wife. <laughs> <laughs> the door creaks open behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole but... thing was one long test. <laughs> I had to make sure you weren't going to leave the show. <laughs> Like that other guy. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, since then, I have things have just been crazy for me. I did record something for the patrons only, which ended up being really fun. Uh, it was just another conversation with my coworker, Daniel. Um, and we always drink. A, I've told you about these, right? We've always drink a silly drink. No, you not told me about the silly drinks. So we we just get together and we have topics we discuss but we start every episode with a different kind of drink. So before we've done like Peeps flavored Pepsi, we did like a, Oh God, it wasn't as bad as you think. There was a gingerbread flavored Mountain Dew. It could, it could not be as bad as I think and still be really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, we, we've done all kinds of crazy shit, uh, but the last one we did was Soylent. I literally got the powder as a joke gift from somebody and we made Soylent for the show for Patreon only. And locals, Did you need to get the little soy bot thing to help you open the container? No, I, I it was thankfully a bag. Uh, okay. So if I positioned a knife on the counter facing upward and carefully slid the bag across the top, I had to apply almost no force to get it open. Now the stirring was a workout, but you know, that comes with the territory. You know, Soylent's making you nice and strong and definitely not feminizing you behind the scenes but yeah absolutely we not that's the only piece of content i created my computer died between this last episode and this one so i had to send it off it was literally gone for a month so i couldn't do anything it was gone for a month a month dude wasn't it supposed to be like a week it was supposed to be under two weeks it was gone for a month and it came back and half the usb ports don't work jeez yeah last the... time i got my computer worked on it was supposed to be two weeks as well 
after two weeks, I hadn't heard anything. So I t- contacted them. It spent three days of them escalating my case until they put me in touch with their like specialist team who confirmed to me the problem for which I had sent it in was in fact a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep, we checked it out and this is what it does. It's like, yeah, that's why I sent it in. I'm glad it took me three days to reach someone with sufficient authority to report to me that my senses are not in fact in error and it doesn't yeah. turn on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes with these things now. Never buy from Dell ever. I, I can't believe I have to say this because I bought, I think, three Dell computers in my life. Never again. Not after that. It was it was a trash experience by anything but Dell. Better yet, go to your local computer store and pay a guy to design you a system custom to your budget. Because goddamn, I mean, the red the red ring of death for the Xbox 360, that was a test run to see what they could get away with with pr- proprietary uh components, etc. Because I got the yellow light of death which is, you know, for Alienwares. And I, this is, I was still a, an absolute moron when it came to this. I was like, Alienware's a good brand, only later discovering that it was bought and subsequently, 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 whatever, subsequently trashed by Dell. And that's why I had to wait a month and talk to like five Indian dudes who all said the same thing. Your motherboard's broken. I'm like, yes, it is. You probably put a refurbished part in what is allegedly a brand new system. You've probably dealt with this many hundreds of times and you're just getting away with a scam. I get it, but fuck me, man. I will never do it again. Do they not not make motherboards like they used to? Because my first three computers, I never had a motherboard problem. My last three computers, every single one of them has had at least one motherboard failure. I don't know. I think they I think they refurbish them and then just stick them in so-called new machines and then they just die again. Yeah, no, my favorite was my motherboard died and I sent it in and they put a new motherboard in and it lasted one week. Yeah, they probably stuck another refurbished one in there. And I'm just waiting for this one to die. And if when it dies, I mean, I already emailed Dell. You know, they're like, how was your user experience? I'm like, one star, one star, one star, one star. And I said in the comments, I will never buy Dell again. Uh, Choke on it. Okay, I didn't say the choke on it part, but I did say I'd never buy another Dell again. So retention reaches out to me and they're like, hey, so what happened? Like, how how bad was it? And I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to anyone from Dell ever again. I am officially a Dell computers bigot. Because <laughs> even their own technician, who they sent to my apartment to try and fix it there, even he said, yeah, you don't want to buy Dell. Especially I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining Aaron, like, looking out between a gap between the blinds as neighbors move in and he sees a Dell box being unloaded and he just sort of growls like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. <laughs> How funny you mentioned that. My girlfriend and I just watched Gran Torino yesterday. It was the first time she'd ever seen it. I watched Gran Torino with you the first time you'd ever seen it. Was that the first Remember time? That? Yeah. yeah. That was the first time you saw it was at my parents' house. Oh, that was such the, a good movie. The circle of life continues. Yes. Well, she did like it. <laughs> good, she, good. She did She did get a kick out of the little Hmong kid calling the barber a fat Italian bastard or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the hardest she laughed was at that exact joke. But Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Gran Torino's a killer movie. But It is. It is indeed. So... 
So yeah, wanna... a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. I, uh, should I mention what I was doing last Friday night? Sure. Do you remember what I was doing last Friday night? You were giving a speech, right? I was. I was asked to be the commencement speaker for a high school graduation. Amazing. And they don't even know I'm a podcaster. Unbelievable. This <laughs> is street cred for the show. In fact, they they probably would have rescinded the invitation if they knew I was a podcaster, but you know, that's Presumably. neither here nor there. Burden us not with thy chaff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I gave a high school commencement speech. It was kind of funny because I never graduated high school. You can be anything you want to be, kids. You can be a podcaster, a giant hook comes out and pulls you off the stage. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I, I literally did not graduate from high school because I found out the college applications that I was doing didn't actually require a high school diploma or any proof of graduation. They just required proof that I had done the classes. So since I was homeschooled, I didn't go through that whole bullshit of a diploma ceremony or any of that or getting the sort of piece of paper. I was like, I've done all the classes that the state said I had to do. Um, and I just sent in my transcripts and went to college and then went to grad school and then went to more grad school. But I've never actually graduated high school technically well that's our credibility is shot <laughs> i'm gonna oh i need to use that someday i need to talk about how you know it'll be one of those success stories once somehow god only knows how i'm rich and famous people can talk about how you know he didn't even graduate from high school but look <laughs> at him now and then someone will be like doesn't he have graduate degrees <laughs> that's not important <laughs> yeah the that's i didn't even know that. that i Hold myself up by my bootstraps, having not graduated high school, <laughs> and I made myself a podcaster. God damn it! <laughs> it's the American it. dream, folks. The American I, dream, right there. I can't believe I never knew you never graduated high school. That's that's insane to me. Up to this point, I didn't know. <laughs> Ugh. Well. So I guess just a couple more things. We won't stick around here too long. We just wanted to give some people a couple laughs and an update. The next episode is written. It's ready to record. And basically we just need to set aside, you know, two and a half hours to get it taped. Then I just it, need to find a six foot high desk chair. That's priority number one. And then uh, there will probably at least be a week long for the editing process because it's going to be long. I'm out of practice. Um, but it'll be good and it'll come out. And then after that, we've got a couple of other things planned, uh, more interviews, um, <clears throat> with j hopefully just as good a guests as we've had in the past. Cause I, I had the pleasure while at the wedding of running into some people who actually do listen to the show in person. Uh, and they were all like, yeah, your interviews are crazy. I'm like, I know <laughs> that's what makes them <laughs> so fun. Um, but yeah, we, more stuff's coming. It's it's uh it's it's an exciting time to be working on a history podcast, uh. And I think the conversation shifted with this show from being history and funny and sketches and jokes and things like that to conspiracy and something's going on out there that's really messed up. And I feel like we're leaving the conspiracy phase in the in the the culture right now. Where it's like, ah, yes, <clears throat> so every conspiracy theory, besides the obviously stupid ones, has proven to have some legitimacy. What do we do now? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there was a serious conspiracy phase 
in the pop culture over the last couple of years that I think is finally winding down. Um, but what now? And I don't know. The only, the, first, the only thing I could think of was exploring history and looking at it through different lenses of the present, um, especially with like public figures or and or um, individual people. I, I, I'm trying to not spoil too much about this next episode, but I just I just put the finishing touches on the second draft today that I did not write because we do not have a script. And uh, I don't know. It feels like we're in different territory now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the reason for that shift is that a conspiracy theory is sort of by definition a sort of fringe thing. But I feel like so many things have almost become sort of common knowledge that they're not even really the realm of conspiracy theories anymore that yes there are people in power who hate you yeah yes they are screwing you over on a daily basis these these aren't like conspiracies anymore like they were in the 80s when people like to have this you know apple pie in the sky the government is my friend bullshit view of, of the world um i think we, people now generally have a a view that yes the people in power are actively trying to make my life worse yes and we're going to talk about that um, on this next episode with reference to some ancient texts, which I'm hoping you'll be able to help me with on the show. Um, yes, we have reached a point where I'm, I think we're entering the rebellion stage, where we know that we, it's not a conspiracy theory, it's not disinformation, it's just a fact. Things are getting worse, and the elites at the top are pretending like nothing is happening. In fact, they're pulling they're trying to pull scams that are even more absurd uh than the ones they did before and everyone's watching like what are you doing right so i think officially we're going to see um more dissident talk from normal people who aren't radical because it's not radical to to want to be left alone and live in peace but uh and i think we're we're at a stage where it no longer feels radical to just you know hate the government you know, uh, exactly. And to exactly. feel dis and displaced will, within your own country. And I will sort of add that uh, now that I am married and my school year is over, I finally have time again. And so I will once again be taking a more active role, writing episodes and stuff like that, because I, I know I really fell off there the past six months because there was just so much going on. But now that that's over, I'm looking forward to getting back into a more active thing can't let aaron have all the fun yeah. and who Hell knows yeah. maybe i'll maybe i'll dig up a couple of weirdos to interview do it i you should do it they they would listen to you they would they would come on the show and i would just it would be podcaster jump scare but, oh shit you're an academic and you're friends with this guy <laughs> yeah no mm -hmm. we, you should consider bringing on some people you know there are people out there who are smarter than you and i who we could certainly talk to but, it's a low uh, bar, but I should be able to do it. Yeah, you, you literally didn't graduate high school. so I literally didn't graduate <laughs> high school, so it's a low, low bar. Shouldn't be a problem to clear. Yeah, and I think now that we're in the new phase and the conspiracy phase is fading away um, and we're entering this dissident phase, which, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but I certainly feel like some of the stuff I think about on a daily basis would be criminalized by the U.S. government if they had all the power that they wanted. Um, we're there. 
You know, this I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but the American Revolution started with newspapers and what amounted to podcasters back in the day. And it was just like shit, like common sense, you know, and and uh, letters that were supposed to be from an old lady and all this stuff. Like <laughs> it started with boys goofing off with media. <laughs> I'm not saying I want a revolution, but I am saying I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of this nonsense. And it's fun to make fun of villains and we should be allowed to do that because these people are villains <laughs> and like comically. So at this point, any more thoughts on that before we, before we wrap up? Nope. You, you heard it here first folks from Aaron to the barricades, get your pitchforks. It's go time. It's going to be really fun once it pops off, <laughs> but it starts, it starts with us. And that's it why the next with the podcasters. That's exactly right. And that's why the first they came for the podcasters that I did not speak out for. I was not a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> then they came for the TikTok dancers, and I did not speak out because I was not a TikTok dancer. <laughs> then they came for the high school graduates, and I did not speak out because I was not a high school graduate. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> But it's going to be fun, all right? And we've got we've got more stuff. I mean, this episode is going to be crazy and it's going to it's probably going to align well um with this whole new dissident talk. Uh it's not conspiracy. I make conspiracy jokes in it, but we do talk about dissidents, um people who just no longer fit in because the world was changing too much around them. It's going to be a very interesting conversation, but I think we've made enough jokes, had some good laughs and I think it might be time to I wrap it up unless you got a one more funny little anecdote that you could share. Oh, another funny anecdote. Ooh. Hmm. 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 Nothing at the bachelor party happened that was too crazy. No, we did get a very interesting ethno ethnography of the Slavic people. Yes, we did. <laughs> From a, in case a anyone is wondering, um. Poles are the East Slavs of West Slavs. Slovenians are the West Slavs of South Slavs. Let's see, what was the And Ukrainians are the South Slavs of East Slavs? I don't yes. remember. Yes, Ukrainians are the South Slavs of East Slavs. We got a fascinating ethnography. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, one more thing. The last, um, so I know Aaron knows this by. My first stop as a married man was, in fact, at my favorite gas station chain to get nicotine pouches and a white monster. And this, this favorite gas station is? Sheets, of course. Sheets. Yes. Yeah, we went there in my tuxedo and everything, and my wife was wearing her wedding dress, and we bought white monsters and nicotine pouches. What did the people at the counter say? Oh, we actually got a little round of applause. It was quite nice. For buying the the well, white for, monster? For showing up at Sheets dressed the way we were. <laughs> <laughs> they should have given you the stuff for free. <laughs> free white monster with marriage. <laughs> That's what I should have gotten you for a gift. I couldn't. I was like, I need to get him something. And then I just didn't think of anything. So I didn't get you anything. I just showed up and gave a half drunken speech. Uh, it was a hell of a speech, though. Yeah. It was a hell of a speech. I looked back at the photos, and you can tell that I was tearing up. 
you were you were laughing your ass off. I had a private that, George that, laugh track. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, all that to say, we're coming at you, and I'm I'm I gotta say, I think I'm thinking we're back. Oh, we're so back. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>